Hi there, this is Terry with Dispatches from Out West, um, coming to you today to cure writer's block. Um, I am uh, in the middle of a writer's residency at St. Gertrude's Monastery, and uh, today I, the words won't come. And so I decided to do something totally different and hopefully fun. Uh, I am going to post my first ever podcast uh, reading one of my true stories. Um, I uh, traveled to Uganda in April and spent some time there. But before I got there, I went to Doha, Qatar, and uh, stayed in a really nice hotel. Uh, but I did have, let's just say, an unfortunate experience that I want to tell you about. I wrote about it in a bra, flip-flops, and no, I won't open the door. Here we go. Tell me what you think. An unfamiliar electronic tone from the nightstand next to me came first. I shrugged it off. Another tone, and I noticed the message light on my phone was flashing. The light tap, tap, tap on my door wouldn't be dismissed. It got louder. I was annoyed. It was the last night of my time shifter regime to avoid jet lag. A stretch of eight hours of uninterrupted sleep was what I'd counted on to finish with energy and a clear head. Ma'am, this is the front desk. Tap, tap, tap. Knock, knock, knock. Ma'am. What? Who? It was just after midnight on the second and last night of my stay in, in Qatar. I was in a hotel that predominantly caters to Middle Easterners. I had called it Hotel Heaven when I first arrived, but it wasn't that now. I moved swiftly to the peephole and noticed the chain lock was hanging, disconnected from the doorpost. Was it like that when I came back from dinner? Who are you? What do you want? He looked like he was wearing a hotel uniform. It was the right color. I saw his name badge, but when a woman traveling alone is asked to open her door in the middle of the night, it typically doesn't end well for her. So my response was a hard pass. Can you step outside and show us your passport? The man said. Uh, let me go put in my hearing aid, I stall, running for my phone. I don't have a hearing aid. Yes, okay, he said. The room was still dark and the message light was still flashing. Who to call? The front desk? My friend Ron down the hall? Yes, Ron. I tried to call him at the number I'd messaged him at earlier, but the call wouldn't go through. I looked up the peephole again. The guy in the hotel uniform was gone, and in his place was another man wearing a black suit coat hanging open, revealing an expanse of white shirt. He was on his phone gesticulating and looking down the hall from side to side. I remember Ron had used an app to call me earlier and phoned him. The phone rang five times before he picked up. It wasn't a good connection, and he had a hard time understanding. What? Who? Exactly, I thought. Between crackles on the line, I understood him to say he'd walk down the hall and check it out. If I'd remembered any of the scenarios I've watched on Homeland, he shouldn't have left his room either. 
But all I could think was that someone else needed to know about the guy in the black suit before I disappeared into the Doha night. I went back to the blinky light on my nightstand and picked up the phone. There were no instructions in English or in Arabic, so I dialed zero and my call went through. The phone rang seven times and then front desk said a voice in broken English. Yes, I'm in room 218. There's some guy knocking on my door, asking to see my passport. Yes, he agreed. That was me. There seems to be some confusion. Can you tell us where you are? Show us your passport? I was not confused. I was incredulous. You know who I am. You have my registration. I'm not opening the door. Can't we do this in the morning? What is your name, he asked. Terry Murison, I hung up. I heard loud voices in the hall. All I could think was that if I were to be taken in the middle of the night, it shouldn't be without a bra. Seriously. And then I looked for my flip-flops. Ron messaged me. I talked to them in the hall. They had double booked the room and were trying to understand who you were. There was a family standing in the hall. They said, you're fine. What? I was hardly fine. I was awake. But I thanked Ron and told him I'd armed the doorstopper alarm I brought with me, but hadn't taken out of my suitcase, just in case this thing wasn't over. And he heard a siren. I laid back down to try to go to sleep, but I was still wearing my bra. I guess I'd have to live with some jet lag in Africa. But hey, it could have been worse. Now, three years, three hours later, and still unable to sleep, I'm telling you a Doha story. I'm proud of myself for not opening the door. I feel bad for waking Ron in the middle of the night, but I am relieved I didn't need the flip-flops after all. That's a true story. And I want to encourage women who may be traveling alone, don't open the door. There's nothing that can't wait until tomorrow. Unless there's a fire and you hear other people opening their doors, then use your best judgment. And number two, don't forget to use a door stop security alarm. They're really um, handy and they would have scared the peewadden out of the guy outside my door. Number three, be wary of hotel room locking systems. Take a door jammer lock or similar. You can get them on Amazon. They're not expensive. And four, make sure your phone is charged and handy. And fifth and last, write down emergency numbers in advance and place that note by your bedside. It's fun to travel by yourself but you do have to do a little extra planning to stay safe. This is Terry Murison, Dispatches from Out West, and that's my true story. If you'd like to hear more of my stories read aloud, let me know. Make a comment. Thank you.